everybody and welcome to Rasselgraphs. My name is Chris. My name is Vincent. Yes, and this is the second attempt at recording the Monday Night Raw review because we, we did it. We watched Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania and we regretted it almost instantly. Uh, yeah. I thought it was going to be at least a little interesting. It was interesting, but not for the right reasons, I would say. It was interesting to see that over the course of a year, probably since we've watched Raw as a whole, it hasn't gotten better. As a matter of fact, there's an argument that it's gotten worse. Yeah, I think it's gotten terribly worse, actually. Because it really drained me at the end there. Like, It's like a fucking marathon. Watch and roll. Like, watch, it's like running a marathon. That's what it is. Honestly, I was having trouble sleeping the night before. If I screw on this episode of Raw, I would mount immediately. But mm-hmm. yeah, if, if you guys tell my mic sucks because my internet sucks and everything sucks, so that's what's going on. Yeah, that's um, that's the thing. I said this in the first attempt. Obviously, you guys won't hear that, so I'm just gonna say it again. Usually, I wouldn't do that. You know, if it's poor audio quality, it wouldn't make you guys sit through that. But we figure, you know what? Raw is probably the lowest quality professional wrestling television show out there. So why not give it the same amount of effort? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's very true. Honestly, it's not even that bad. Right? Yeah, so far, I don't want to jinx this, but it seems to be doing a bit better. Yeah. So Raw starts off here with the Cody promo. It's a very passionate promo about how he came back because he wanted to win the title that his father never could. He wanted to do it for his dad, for himself, and for his family. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, it was a pretty good promo, really good. Uh, probably one of the best promos I've heard him cut in a long time, honestly. Yeah, but he's not doing it for America. It's uh, pretty good, Cody. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely heartfelt. You feel it through the screen. You know, that's, the type, that's the type of promo I love to hear. So Definitely really good. Yeah, it's a type of promo that makes you uh, really, really feel the wrestler's plight and really... It gives you chills, in a way. Something you will experience on the show as it goes on. But it was nice that it happened at least once. Come on, man. I I thought I felt it when Elias came out. I don't know who you're talking about, but uh, we'll get to that. So, um, the the first match in the show is a number one contenders match. is the women's tag team champions, Sasha Banks and Naomi, going up against Ray Ripley and Liv Morgan. And I hate this match because of where the outcome goes. Never mind the fact that it's forgettable, but just the story going on afterwards was awful. I don't remember the story going on afterwards, I'll tell you, but the match I also don't remember. So honestly, I'm pretty sure it was just a boring match. It wasn't awful. It just wasn't anything special. But the match happens, and it's a number one contenders match, right? And to get to number one contendership, what's the one thing you have to do to get there? Probably have to, you know, win a number of contenders match against someone else other than the champion. You have to win a number of contenders match. Not, don't even mind that. It's a number one contenders match already. You have to win. What didn't happen is Rhea and Liv did not win. As a matter of fact, they lost, and Rhea, she got upset, so she left Liv in the ring. Oh, yeah. All that other shit happened, like, 
way, way after this. We're going to talk about all that now. It's because I want to get it out of my system. Okay. So, you think it's going to be a whole angle where, you know, Ray is tired of this tag team stuff. She wants to go do other stuff. But they make up almost instantaneously over the course of an hour. That's all solved. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but somehow they have gotten said tag team title match, even though they have lost this one. Somehow. I mean, I don't know. It makes sense to me. This makes sense to somebody because this made absolutely no sense to me. But I was sitting there, I was like, what's the point of having them lose? Why even have the match if you're going to do this anyway? Why even have the match this week? Just have it next week. We're not going to do this anyway. I mean, that's just how it's going. Okay. I'm not really sure what the point of it was, but it was so random and just not good. And by the way, this episode of Raw had five matches on it, five matches in three hours. And they weren't long matches either. They were relatively short. Um, yeah, this may have been the most random role ever, actually. Uh, well, let's keep going here. Uh, next up, we get the Kevin Owens segment. He's very upset about what happened at WrestleMania. But he's distracted mm-hmm. by something, you know, arguably pretty important. They Ezekiel Jackson, man. I wish. It's just Ezekiel. From the core? Nope, just Ezekiel. It's just Ezekiel. Okay. It's just Ezekiel. Who's Ezekiel? Ezekiel is Elias, but in trunks and with no beard. It gives me nightmares after all. Yeah, it definitely is a cursed Elias. But uh, according to Ezekiel, he is not Elias. He is Elias' younger brother. But everyone thought he was alive. It's kind of weird, right? Maybe, you know, just friends of the family. Everyone looks like Elias there. His mother looks like Elias. His father looks like Elias. His brother, his sisters, they all look like Elias. His cousins, they look like Elias. His aunts, his uncles, his grandfather's grandmother. Everyone just looks like Elias. Maybe they all look like someone else, really, but we only know Elias. Legend has it, everyone in Elias' family comes out the womb with a beard and their haircut and a guitar. That's true. They all drop EPs eventually. Actually, hello, he is Ezekiel. And you will walk with him. It's where we'll be going soon enough, I'm sure. Hmm. Wait, what you, it's so generic, the gimmick. Or not the gimmick, the whole attire he had on stuff. It looks like he just went into uh, my rise in 2K22 and said, you know what? I just want to play this. I don't really care how the character looks. Hit randomize and they gave me this. Sounds like you're dissing me, man. Yeah. I'm dissing you. I don't appreciate it. Was, was that all true? Did you not care how Vassograps look? Yeah, I didn't care. I didn't give a fuck. Well, you sounded yourself there. I mean, I didn't. I never. I didn't even watch the stream. I didn't even know that that was the case. I know you edited that shit. You watched it. I, I skimmed through it and made sure it looked kind of good. Bro. We both only have that said editing process. Absolutely not. Top as tier. Of, as a matter of fact, you told me to cut out the entire customization thing, so I didn't say through any of it. You're true. That's very true. Right, so, moving forward here, I'm, I'm interested in seeing where Ezekiel goes. I, it's very weird. It's all weird. Strange. I don't fucking know, man. Maybe he just lies. I. So they killed off Elias. What's the story they're going with before? 
how he was reborn as Ezekiel, is what I'm getting from this. I guess so. But how's he younger, though? I have no idea. I have so many questions that were not answered here tonight. Maybe they didn't even know. They just sent him out there and told him to come up with a story. So when everyone was like, are you Elias? He was like, no, not Elias. I'm his younger brother, actually. I wouldn't be surprised. They just said, you're Ezekiel now. Have fun with that. And I get out of there. Here, go, go. It's your turn. What? It's my turn. You just told me. Yeah, yeah. We might say earlier, but you're on right now. And you're not Elias. Wait, what? What, what, but I am. It's my gimmick. Oh, I am Elias. That's and they call him out for being Elias. He's like, oh my god. I don't know what you're talking about, Kevin. I'm Ezekiel. Mm-hmm. I might look like Elias, but no. So, uh, this starts. Uh, what ends up happening is, um, I almost forgot about this. Um, he, Kevin Owens says, I don't care if you're Eric or Enrique, man. Whoever you are, get out of my ring. I'm going to kick your ass in about three seconds. Counts to three, yep. and Kevin Owens leaves the ring, I guess, because he was just, even he was too scared of what was happening in that ring. Elias would have kicked his ass, he knows it. He would have summoned the force of Elias, could have Ezekiel, and he would have beat the hell out of Kevin Owens. Imagine they did this with like, Gunther or, or, or the other guy, Butch. At a certain point, you might as well. You might as well do it at this point. Why not? They kind of did with Butch. Right? I mean, not, not really. But he's a crazy maniac. It's it's more insulting with uh, the whole Gunther thing because he's not even a different person. He's not even on a different brand. He's just he just refuses to be called Walter now. It is very interesting. I'm sitting there like, man, you've been here for three years. You've been a champion for a long time. Your name is Walter. Don't lie to me about this. They'll lie to you all they want. I, some of the, one of the reasons I refuse to watch modern NXT is just because of that. They told you Brown Breaker wasn't the NXT champion. You guess what happened? Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that one. But next up here gets you um, the shortest match on this show, shortest match I've seen in a while. Dominic Mysterio versus The Miz. What the fuck, man? Dominic Mysterio, man. What's going on with him? He showed up with his mullet, which I'm assuming is a tribute to Eddie when he had a mullet, but let's be honest. It's the mm-hmm. 2020s. Mullets aren't cool anymore, Dom. Cut it out. They're not, so. you know. I mean, no one can rock one, really. I'm, I'm just saying, man, there's other ways to pay tribute to Eddie. You know, there's really, so many ways. Yeah. The mullet so it's Sasha Banks. But... She does her questionable frog splash. It, it counts, you know. It does. So anyways, Dom gets in there. Miz, of course, seeing his haircut, he's like, I, I cannot... I'm going to put him into this guy quickly. Exactly. It's a soul-crushing finale. Wins. But that's all that matters. What matters is, ladies and gentlemen, he has come. He is here. He is here. He came everywhere. He was coming hard, okay? He came hard all over Dom and Ray. It was insane. It was insane, yeah. Left all to come around the ring. It was insane. Been threatening to come for weeks, and he finally did it. Yep. It's like a porno. But no, nah, it's just poorly worded. <laughs> Please. <laughs> so watching a porn, but comes everywhere. Uh, like, man, I'm just playing out the fight for giving man out. I'm not taking it that for him. 
But speaking of which, if you haven't seen the fightful headline about that, please go look Ray at and that. Dom got fucked, man. Yeah, yeah, and Ray's gonna get the same treatment next week when he goes against Veer in a match. Yep. To be honest, though, Veer had no interest in Ray, just Dominic. He only attacked Ray because Ray attacked him first. I'm pretty sure Veer also. It was self defense, yeah. Self defense. Veer only attacked him because of the mullet. That's my cannon. That's why my cannon for whenever anyone attacks Dominic because of the mullet. Probably, yeah. You see that Veer has an old luscious head of hair, you know. Imagine he turned that into a mullet. He, he, he doesn't want to imagine that. So he'll destroy someone else in the mullet. He doesn't like what he's been made to think about what that mullet situation is. So he said, you know what? I'm going to beat your ass just for that. And I yeah. very much appreciate that, Veer. I appreciate that. I respect it. Love when Veer comes. Right. Yeah, I love it. So, moving forward. Bianca Belair, the new Raw Women's Champion. That's a quick promo. Nothing too crazy. How she's had to be champion again and how she would take on any new challengers. Nothing wild there. We sat there waiting for a return and nothing happened. It's very disappointing. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I don't even remember what she said, man. It's very basic stuff. And I would have returned, you know, just anything that happened would have been nice. Mm, yeah, definitely. Honestly, I, I don't know what I was expecting from it. Nothing really. But this wasn't it. It wasn't good enough. One thing I remember from it is that she got a, she took off the glasses and she had a black eye for a match with Becky. That sounds about right. Sounds about right. Besides that, I don't remember anything else that happened. Yeah, Becky Lynch does kick it. So, uh, moving forward here, we get to um, a very random match on this random episode of Raw. Braun Breaker versus Dolph Ziggler for the NXT title. A title, by the way, that he's been pinned for and lost the rematch for. Twice, I think. Yeah, twice at this point. He lost the rematch a couple of days before this. I feel like you could have kept him undefeated because I think he would have done he should have yeah. been undefeated because he now he would look cooler. But he looks like a dork, man. The thing is, I know that I know why I did it. They're banking on the fact that nobody watched NXT, and they're banking on the fact that they're gonna show this video package and be like, "Oh, Braun Breaker's pretty cool. He wins the title." They're like, "Oh my god, look at this! I gotta go watch NXT now." But then when they see NXT, and they see, "Oh well," he, they're gonna talk about how he lost before the Dolph Ziggler, and be like, "Oh, well, that's kind of weird." Well, I mean, that's their fault, though. I mean, like, I don't understand what the fuck they're doing. It's it's very dumb. It, I don't know why you didn't just do this at stand the I want a pop a rating. If what do you want a pop a rating that bad, man? Just have Dolph defending against somebody else. I, mean, I don't know. I don't fucking understand why they had to lose the title and lose the rematch and this and that. And you kept, keep, they can't keep anyone from losing anything. They have to make them lose for some reason. And, and nothing ever happens for like you lose and you're suddenly just a loser forever. This is the same level of bad as the uh, Ray and Liv thing, by the way. So it's less than this whole thing because at least the match was a little bit enjoyable, you know. Yeah. And also, this, I don't is, care funny, this, this is the first Brown Baker match I've ever watched. Honestly. Yep, me as well. And uh, I was just interested in seeing Brown Breaker, honestly. And because I don't care that much about NXT, I was like, you know, whatever happens, happens. The talented guy. Talented guy. Can't wait to see him 
on the main roster. Well, she had a different name. The thing is, it's weird because they acknowledge in the Hall of Fame that he's uh, Scott Steiner's uh, nephew and that he's uh, Rick Steiner's uh, son. So I don't know why they don't just go with Golden Braun Steiner. But whatever. Yeah, I don't know, man. No idea why they're shy away from the. So moving forward here, we get to a very heartbreaking uh, scene here Monday Night Raw. The Big Bob segment. Big Bob and MVP. Uh, yeah, Big Bob, who you actually. So Big Bob, of course, comes out, cuts a little promo, gets a huge reception. Then Omos comes out, obviously upset about all the shots in the kidney from Bobby last year at WrestleMania. True, he's not having fun. Still feels it to this day, so he comes out, he says, Says nothing actually. I no, he didn't. That he won the rematch actually. That yeah, happen. I think he wanted a rematch. He comes out, demands a rematch, and all of a sudden, MVP breaks my heart, breaks your heart. Blind sizes me. Turns on poor Bob. Tragedy. I hate it, man. Like, have them in the same team or something, man. Because Bobby Lashley needs a mouthpiece, too. You can make the argument, like you were saying there, that Omos needs it more than Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. And I love Bobby Lashley. But Bobby Lashley is not of a threatening voice. No, he sounds like a nicest man in the world. I want him to be like not the nicest man. He has to destroy people, you know. Comes out here, but... like, he talks, man. He, I, I love him, but he comes out here. He's like, hey, my name is Bobby Lashley. Um, I'm gonna yeah. harass maybe if that's okay with you. And everybody's built so different than that. He's not look like the guy that sounds like that. So he's like, I guess he just needs him out. Piece, but kind of like Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar also sounds the same way. I mean, he's gotten better over time. We're talking. That's true. If anything, there's a pattern, man. People look tough as fuck, and then they talk, and they're like, you're like, oh, hey, man, let's go. I, I really wish they would just stop breaking up the hurt business like this, man. They ruined it already, and they're like, let's ruin the one last piece of it. Let's get rid of all this for good. And I really, I don't appreciate yeah. that. Maybe this goes in the way of a Bobby Lashley face turn or something where he, you know, you have to like him and you could like him. I didn't like Big Bob already. It's but even then, like, his promos aren't that great. You know, they don't sound natural enough for this to work, you know? That's true. The difference between him and Brock is Brock has a lot of charisma as a face. Mm-hmm. Bobby Lashley, as uh, much as we love him, he's not the best on the mic. Just yeah. regarding the old voice thing, it's just he's not the best on the mic. Exactly. Just not great on the microphone. So someone that's great on the microphone is MVP. As he's had MVP, so like why not keep them together? Do this crazy thing where they're both powerhouses and destroy people, you know? They could go in the tag team division or something. Where they can go in the singles pads, it doesn't matter, you know. The thing that bothers me the most is that MVP turn on him because I kept yelling at him. You say you don't need me, how you don't need me. But when did you say that? I don't even know what he said. When, when did he say that? He must have said it on the, you know, in the press stuff, you know? He must have thought it, and then MVP sense he's like, what? What okay. did you say about, what did you say about, what did you say about me, huh? Maybe he's just talking like powers, he said, well, I don't think I didn't just hear that. I heard that, and I don't appreciate it. He used the task sense to figure out. Man. This is a, Saturday, and that's I'm Brian Cage. I got cut from Team Taz. Okay, I'm sad. Super sad. 
So next up, we had the different rare promo that we talked about earlier when they made up and became friends again and revealed they're getting a tag title match next we week. Do you call her Rhea or do you call her Rhea? Same idea. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess. Wait, wait, we could cover that already so we can move past it. Then we get to the next thing, which is Selena and Carmella versus Shayna and Natalia, which does not happen because something else happens instead. Do you remember this segment? No, I don't. All right, well, this is a segment where Selena decides, you know what, I'm tired of this, I'm tired of Carmella. She focuses too much on her husband. She hits it, or fiance, and she hits on Corey. Oh, my God. True. I'm just sitting there like, yeah, that's kind of weird. I don't know why we're doing this. You're hot as fuck. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, of course, Carmella gets upset, and Selena, she's like, well, you know what, just for that, you're not my bridesmaid anymore, you're gonna be the flower girl, and then Selena beat her up for that one. Oh, I mean, she got a spot, though. I guess so. I, she was uh, in totally, like, hatred mode, you know? It's kind of like, oh, we'll just emote you a little bit. I, but, okay, so I'm not gonna complain too much about this, right, because it saved us from watching Selena and Carmella versus Shayna and Natalia, so I'm not gonna complain about that at all. But this was not good. Yeah. It was... I don't know, maybe this is a reality show promotion? I don't know. The show's over, so why are we still promoting it? We have to promote the episodes that already happened, so that people go back and watch them, and they're like, oh yeah, we love this show. And then they're like, oh, let's do another season. So, this segment ends with um, Carmella rolling out of the ring and going to Corey Graves, who has to come for her after Selena leaves. And they end up making out, and then that's all there is to that. Pretty much, yeah. Backstage, we get the Usos bullying Austin Theory. You suck. Fuck it. Come down. I hate that shit. Cut it out. And, of course, they had a match after this with them. It was them and Austin Theory versus RK Bro and Finn Balor. So I'm assuming this is some weird hype tactic that I'm not aware of. I still don't know what A-Countdown means, man. Is it like a... Like, what does that mean? Sounds like a weird slogan. That, uh, out of touch. It sounds like a college... Thing. It sounds like a college slogan. Like, oh, A-Town down, you know what I'm saying. It sounds like something that you say about yourself and then get immediately bullied for. Yeah. It's probably why the U.S. is bullied. They heard him say that, and then he said, you know what? Just for that, we're going to have you a little bit different. Exactly. You know what? I can't blame him. That's terrible. Show your corny ass up, okay? Shut the hell up, but never. A town down. A town down my ass, bro. What the hell? <laughs> I've never heard him say that before, man. It's just in this. It's on the Titantron when he um comes out, and that's that's enough to get bullied, I think. All the fans are doing it, too. <laughs> Even worse. So, uh, it's like a fucking... I don't know, man. It sucks. It's probably some sort of city slogan with bullying. Think about it. We were talking about this when we watched Rob, by the way. Like, what if the bullying tactic didn't work and Austin Theory just broke down crying? What if it did? Yeah, he ran away. I mean, they have no partner. This is a very poor strategy, as far as I know. Maybe it's just, you know, they're so insulted most of the time that 
they'll work with you. Maybe they knew he has an anger problem, and they were like, okay, well, William, he'll get hyped up, and we'll be good to go. I don't think they did, because I've been led to believe that before this show, they've had no interaction, because they're not even on the same brand. Well, they were in the same locker room as WrestleMania. But they didn't know as much was happening, let's be honest. Yeah, it's true, but what if they talked to him, and they were like, let's bully this guy? For no reason. I mean, they have a reason to stay toned down. And then they bully you and we got mad at them. They're like, I respect you. And then it was a whole thing, yeah. Respectfully, A Town Down's pretty damn stupid, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Anyway. Right, so the match happens. Uh, it's an all right match. And Finn Balor, US champion Finn Balor, by the way, ends up taking the pin. So it, was a good, it was a good match. It was the best match on the show. Yeah, I'd say so. It's one of the better ones out of the mm-hmm. five options. They were wrestling. Yes, three, one, two. So I double check here. There were five, I think. Yeah, five Finn Balor should have been the show. It was on the show. On WrestleMania. <laughs> he was in the Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royal thing. That's, that's enough. I don't know if he knows who Andrew even is. I mean, who doesn't? Who doesn't know who Andrew the Giant is? Just Andrew Everett. All right, well, uh, moving on here. Get to the Edge promo, where we get an explanation from Damien Priest about why he was standing there menacingly at WrestleMania. And uh, it's pretty much what you'd expect. It's a you people promo. I don't know what he said, but I'm sure it was fine. Just like Edge. his interest at WrestleMania. So Edge came out, he just said, uh, Mania, Styles got his judgment. Damien, why did you do what you did? And Damien said, well, I used to care what these people think, but not anymore. These people actually kind of suck. And then AJ comes out, tries to attack them, but they get the upper hand, because of course there's two of them. Like uh, Frank Kazarian, AJ Styles has no idea what the numbers advantage is. And he has asking for it. It's because he got burned the night before. I mean, I guess so the pyro thing still, still getting him. Still getting to him. He's like, oh look, my face hurts. I'm not in a good mood. I'll just go out there and do. It. And the, the, the Damien Priest, the pyro, the people in that make fun of being a flat earther man. I get you, break, man. I'm tired of this. Okay. Anyway. I don't remember it that good, but I'm sure it was so good. It was. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what Edge and Damien Priest do, but this is all right. Mm-hmm. So next up, a match I'm assuming has happened a million times already on Raw. Alpha Academy versus the Street Profits. Before the match starts, Alpha Sheesh. Academy attacked the Profits. They were having good issues here, which is unfortunate. Um, we do get, though, an angry Adam Pierce who comes out. Very pissed off for some reason that there was a pre-match attack on the show. <laughs> his veins just popping out of his neck, bro. Yeah, he was man. going crazy. Said, "Look, man, was, we already we only have five matches." He's probably pissed at the show too. He probably hated this. Watching it back, he's like, Four, man, five matches. God, come on!" And then they attack him. They're like, "No, no, no, no! Listen, we have to have a fifth match. We have nothing else planned. Don't, don't make <laughs> me try to think of something. Okay, I can't." Just for that, Texas tore down a matchup phone with that. 
Yeah, probably me. He was like, oh, this show sucks ass. I'm just going to go out there. I'm going to tell him to have a damn tornado match. Maybe maybe Rhea and Liv weren't supposed to say we're getting a tag title match next week. And he was thinking about things. What? No, no, you're not. What? And then it got in front of me. He's like, what? why am I even here? You know what? I'm angry now. Next person that makes me yeah. upset is getting a tornado tag match. Uh, probably, maybe. Could it happen? But they had that. Maybe it was okay. Yeah. Uh, Montez Ford went with a frog splash with a table. Which is pretty oh, cool. that was pretty cool. Yeah. That's really all that mattered from that match. Uh, to end the show, we get what I feel is probably the most insulting thing on this show, which was the Roman Reigns segment. Hmm. It did happen. So the Roman Reigns segment, for you that aren't familiar, is they come out, they flex the gold they got, and then Roman Reigns says, you want to know what I'm going to do next, huh? Watch SmackDown. That's it. I already watched Raw, Roman. I sat well, for three hours, you, they promoted yeah. this for two days, or one day, however long. They made me wait till the end of the show. Yes, for you to tell me to watch SmackDown. I'm not going to watch SmackDown, I'll tell you that. Well, after this, Roman, you know what? I have trust issues. How do I know you're not just going to come out here and say, I know what, we got some gold here. You know what, what I'm going to do next? Watch NXT 2.0. I'm not watching NXT 2.0 for that. That's true, man. It's true. Man, I don't know, man. I thought it was going to be more with Roman Reigns. Like, what, they're going to set something up or something like that? But they were just flexing on everybody, and that was it. They came out there, and they only had, like, five minutes to get a promo. I was like, oh, God. This isn't going to be good. And then... Yeah. There was clearly no Batista return. No Batista. I mean, no one thought there was a Batista return. Especially since he's very against that happening and retired. Um... There's no Randy Orton return. I'm just hoping for a setup here for something. I don't know why it had to be like this. I I was waiting for Johnny Knoxville to return. Well, I mean, he can't return. He just wrestled the night before. He hasn't left yet properly. When's Logan Paul going to return? Did you see that he was supposed to be a face, by the way? Hmm, That's not good. That's not right. That's That's not true. Apparently, the Skull Crush finale was to make him the face, not the Miz. I didn't get that at all. No, it doesn't do that. I thought that the Miz was the ultimate face for doing that. I did not see that at all. I don't think they get who they have here. You do not understand who they have in that ring. Call me crazy. I'm just, I'm not enthused about the idea of cheering for a guy who filmed a dead body in the forest. That's weird. Yeah, that seems, you know, definitely not interested in that. I don't know. Maybe they just don't know who they got, man. They don't know who they got. Probably think it's the other one that didn't really do anything wrong. Besides being an idiot. Yeah. Well, you can't punch. Well, I mean, you could. I mean, I don't even know what he's done. He's probably scammed so many people. It's probably true. I don't keep up with the ball bearers that much, but especially after the forest thing. Yeah. But that was the show. I think it's safe to say that this. I saw. I was. I knew Salvi during the show, man. I was trying to be nice to the show. I really was. I was going to give it the thumbs in the middle, but it kept going and it kept getting worse. And we discussed the thumbs down. We did, but I think after talking about it, 
I guess it's double thumbs down. Double thumbs down, indeed. I do agree. Avoid winning a row at all costs, please. Do not watch the show unless it is actually starting to get actually good. If the week before was bad, the next week's probably going to be bad. Don't bother. Even if the week before is good, next week's probably going to be the worst. <laughs> yeah, the week before was good. It was probably an accident. They didn't mean to do that. They thought it was going to exactly. be bad. Yeah, I thought it was be shit too, but it turned out being good. So, with that said, we're not watching Raw until at least probably next WrestleMania. Probably. Uh, maybe, maybe. I'm not going to say when, because I don't know, but maybe. If I had to guess, though, like, like, but before we get to the plugs, just got to say, man, to anyone out there who on a weekly basis, sits down, watches, and reviews Raw. We see you, and we respect you. Get a very hard job there. We appreciate you for taking that bullet. Take that bullet for everyone that doesn't watch it, so that you tell them it. And nothing but respect here for you guys at WrestleGraphs. Anyways, that's it for this one. But we're not doing that shit. We're going to watch AEW. It's the good shit. AEW and pay-per-views only. That's it. Exactly. Okay. Potentially some other random stuff, but not that we television yet. We're really grateful that AW is popular. Grateful that it's popular. We're grateful that it's actually a good wrestling show. Mm-hmm. It's a, we appreciate a lot of things. Yeah, for sure. If we ever start reviewing Raw on a weekly basis, because one of us lost the bet and had to do it, it's not because we want to. We have to. So, anyways, I think you can close it out if you like it. All right, we go uh, go check out our social media platform. Or go check out our social media accounts on every single platform. Go follow them, as well as go on our podcasting platforms. Every single one of them, or everywhere. <laughs> this, this fucking outro already sucks. Go look at the podcasting platforms. Go follow us there. Go leave five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Go on YouTube. Leave a like, comment, share, subscribe. Hit the notification bell if you want to be notified. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye.